And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, the ghost is back. This house is protected through Progressive, but that doesn't mean it's not haunted. How else would you explain that radiator-like clanking sound? Or the moon-colored light in the hallway that's gone by morning? Maybe he never bundled home an auto, and he's doomed to suffer an eternity without the savings. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. <gasps> what was that wind-like sound? Oh, right, the wind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Yo, what's up, my podcast people? It's the one and only legend of winning, a.k.a. Low. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Top Podcast, better what? known as... Whoa! Are you gonna int- are you gonna interrupt me or what was? I'm going sorry. On? I just thought I just thought we were making corny names for the podcast. That was can I can I can I get off my corny name just because you lost last week? That does not mean you get to get the right to inter- interrupt my no. Corny see, I'm, I don't interrupt. I don't interrupt. Go ahead. See, there you go. See, now I want this off my mojo. Now you know what I'm saying. Well, yo, yo, if you don't have a name, you can just let me know. No, man. I'm, I'm ju- can I get to the name? All right. Can all right, I can right. I can I get to the name? All right. Okay. Alright, so the name of this podcast is a double hezzy crossover pod. Shout out to my co-host Agent Zero. Say yeah, what's you up, took man. too long to think of that, man. You took if way you too didn't long. Inter- if you Come didn't on, interrupt man. me, I would have had it. I tried to I low-key tried to get a name that had something to do with the trading, but I couldn't have I had nothing on top of my head. But go ahead, go, bro. Alright. That's okay, man. Hey, we got uh trade deadline just passed, and this is our first podcast after, so of course a lot to talk about. And and low, oh my God! You know how much I love saying I told you so. That's gonna be plenty of those moments here on this. Podcast. Anyway, so we might as well get into the podcast since this man Agent is is over here all happy and jolly over what he thought was going to happen. I'm currently smiling. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone knows already, but for those out there who needs an update, the Cleveland Cavaliers decided to play my GM and trade away half of their roster, something that a lot of people were not expecting of, even though Agent claimed he said he said this is going to happen. However, the amount of players that they moved, I'm, I don't think no one was really expecting it. For those out there who are unaware, players such as Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, which I think a lot of people suspected were the two quote-unquote cancers, of the um of the locker room, they're out along with some veterans such as Channing Fry and D Wade. They're also off the team, and they brought them some young, fresh faces such as Larry Nance Jr. Shout out to my man Jordan Clarkson as well, my Laker boys. I will yeah. definitely, I'm gonna miss you guys, head ass. <laughs> and then and then they, and they also brought in um a Rodney Hood and George Hill. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on on the trade, man? Let me know what you how you feeling about. Yeah, the you know, trade, like man. a few years ago, I think it was on our old podcast, maybe just when we were talking on Skype. I I mentioned to you, I said I think Jordan Clarkson can be better than uh, Russell, D'Angelo Russell. And at the time, it was such a crazy thing. But every time I used to watch Laker games, and I'd see that guy like way back, he just thought to me like he's really, really, especially for the contracts he's been getting, he's a really good steal. For any team. Uh, I was watching the Cavs play, man. It looks like they got a lot more energy and youth. What the problems were before was just defensively, it felt like nobody was putting in effort. And of course, that starts at the top with LeBron and then trickles down. It seems like that that won't be the issue. No effort will no longer be the issue. Whether the team can mesh together and put up good defensive stops against the best teams in the NBA, I don't know. Uh, whether Le- LeBron and the Cavs can come back from a seven, there's seven games back right now in the conference and beat the Raptors, who finally got number one. Uh, who knows if they'll be able to come back in a few months span or a couple months span. But it was a perfect move to make for the Cavaliers because not only did 
it, I think, satisfy LeBron. And publicly, he said he's happy with the trades, although that's what we'd expect him to say. But on top of that, I think it also sets them up better for the future. The only problem being is now they're more restricted than ever because they added an additional $16 million in cap. Uh, and, and, and you're going to be happy about this, is they blessed the Lakers so heavy because the Lakers were trying so hard to find a way to make enough room for two max players. And the trades they made at the deadline helped them do that. So I guess the Cavs made it easier for the Lakers to potentially poach LeBron. Whether or not you think that's realistic, they both now have a better shot at making that happen because of the moves that went down. But there was also a lot of less smaller trades that went down. Emmanuel Moutier was moved here. Oh, yeah. We're going to touch upon those, but this is obviously yeah. the bigger one. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. look, 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 look. Well, hold up. Oh Are you cheesed Isaiah Thomas is a Laker now? Huh? I, before we even get to that as well, I want to touch upon the Cavs first. So I want to know the answer to that question. Though, can man. I? Come uh, on, come, we're gonna we're gonna get to the Lakers in a second. All right. My first, my first initial thoughts on the trade was, damn, that's tough. Shout out to my man Solo Minotti. Ah, stop it! I was like, I was like, they legitimately traded away half of the team. And the only reason why before the um trading deadline rolled around, I thought that they weren't going to do anything because I I legitimately just thought that they weren't going to really trade like Isaiah Thomas and Crowder and them like they just picked them up. It, it doesn't really happen. And agent says this to me a lot of times. And not to say that you're wrong or anything like that, but it is very very rare that we'll see a team move a ridiculous amount of players. In one or various transactions, especially on the day of the trading deadline, so that's the reason why I was nah. Really... But yo, you got to keep in mind, like this LeBron, right? This the Cavaliers, but it's this still is... it's still it's still hard to just communicate with that many teams and try to get some valuable pieces. So I mean, no, we're but being, you got to being... remember they've been on calls with these general managers. They probably said if this falls through, we'll do this. Boom. But the, so Isaiah, like one deal but the went... Isaiah Thomas thing was kind of like the last. 10 games. Cause Isaiah, you know, like Isaiah Thomas was playing the entire season. Jay Crowner and them, I, okay, I, you can, you can sell me on that idea. But the whole Isaiah Thomas project, or at least I believe was, we all know Isaiah Thomas can play really, really good basketball. We just got to give him some time. And so I just, mm-hmm. I, I thought I, about it. I just didn't think they were going to do it. And it is. Cause, it is, cause yeah, you're, good. you're going off historically. This rarely ever happens. But the reason I said there's a good chance Isaiah Thomas gets moved and you thought it was ludicrous is because just think about it. He's leaving next year regardless. He's not signing back. So by moving him, I think that makes LeBron happy. It solves the team issues and they could potentially get back pieces for the future and all the pieces they got back and they moved players like Derrick Rose. It just seemed like they were too chaotic and they knew for a fact that there was no way they were beating the Warriors, let alone making it out of the East. And so the only possible deduction to make is that there's going to be a move made. Because Isaiah Thomas is such a big piece. He has value. They're going to move him. And just because it's not done often doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be done ever. I, I agree. First- I agree. Again, I'm not. I'm not. I Because I thought about it myself. It was just the amount of players and everything like that. But I'll also say this about my initial thoughts. Part of me still doesn't think that they became that much better to where we could have the conversation of them being back as a quote unquote lock to make the finals because I don't think they got quote unquote better. I think they just got, 
They improved on the stuff. Like, the, the talent that was if traded. Win, if you improve, you get better. What the hell type of... No, but what I'm trying to say is, in terms of the talent that was traded, it seems fairly even. They gave away some big pieces like Isaiah Thomas, Derrick Rose finally moved, right? But Derrick uh, Rose Channing, isn't a big piece. I'm just saying they all played their role, like Channing Fry, And instead, they got pieces in areas they were lacking. So instead of trying to improve their strengths, which they're already, I feel like, maxed out at, I think they went to improve their weaknesses... But the only way to really do what they did was to increase the cap. So they added $16 million low. Is, is that like, remember when they made that Tristan Thompson signing? Me and you both looked at each other and were like, that's horrible because it restricts him heavy in the future. And this right now, this move, although it might seem dandy now because they play well against the Celtics, I think might lead us down that same road where it's like they're restricted in the future. And I don't know if LeBron's going to want to play in a situation where that's the case and they don't have the flexibility to make the moves that he's going to want to make as the GM. Well, let me, I'll say this. The only reason why they're really restricted is because of the players that they still have on their team that they were unable to move, which is Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, like you said, quality point guard slash shooting guard, combo guard in the league right now. Coming off the bench, giving was giving the Lakers fourteen to fifteen points on a, a pretty good shooting splits outside of um, shooting from behind the arc. He wasn't that great of a three point shooter. However, he's only making eleven twelve million dollars, and in today's yeah. NBA, that's actually that's a solid amount of money that you're paying for someone who's a pretty consistent contributor coming off the bench. Larry right. Nance and Rodney Hood are on expiring contracts, but they're also in their rookie deals. So they don't, they're not going to be, and, they, and plus they're role players. So they're not going to be looking for much. George Hill was a contract. Uh, but I know the restricted free agents, but they're probably not going to stay. They're going to get big money elsewhere where they yeah, have but, the flexibility to pay for it. Uh, Rodney Hood, maybe. I don't think about Larry Nance. I think Larry Nance, one, he's from Akron. And so I think he doesn't mind staying nah, and taking a pay anything. cut. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he, I don't think he wouldn't mind staying. Whereas Rodney Hood, because of his three-point ability, because he's a perimeter player, a wing player, 6'8", there's definitely a, a group of teams that are looking for that type of productivity. Larry Nance, not so much. But then going back to George Hill, that was a contract where I kind of was hesitant to okay on because, if I'm not mistaken, he's getting paid $20 million, right? I might be, I might be off on that. But the, the George Hill contract is the one that I kind of was a little suspect on. But it really, the reason, again, like I said before, the real reason why they're still financially stuck, yeah, he's making $20 million this year, 19 next year, and 18 at the year after that. So that 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 is definitely a part of that transaction that I think a lot of people are overlooking. And it will be very interesting to see how they will make their moves this upcoming offseason. Um, but they did get younger. And hopefully that will translate to better defensive effort. Oh man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying they they got younger, and I think that's going to translate to better defensive effort. I just don't think this is, I don't think it's going to come together as soon as a lot of people think it is. So I, I want to just take this moment to use my first. I told you so. When I said that George Hill would be a perfect fit for the Cavs, man, I just I I remember stating all the reasons and thinking this would be the perfect piece for them, and I'm so happy he's on the team now. I'm I'm not really happy because I want my Raptors to win, but I'm kind of happy because I know this is the perfect spot for him to shine as a player 
And because he's playing with LeBron, he's going to have all those national TV games. He's going to get all... I mean, he's making big money, but he's going to start making big sponsorship money really soon. It's like, remember when like players come out of New York? They're really ass, but because they're from New York, they get a lot of buzz. Like, I remember Landry Fields performed phenomenally in his contract year, or at least the NBA thought. You know, Raptors signed him to like, I think it was like 12 or 15 million or something like that. I remember, and who, who, who remembers Landry Fields? Who? Maybe like 50% of the people listening. And he, he fell off and he wasn't even used, sat on the bench. Uh, long story short, uh, George Hill's gonna have that same buzz and hopefully he can perform just as well on the Cavs. I don't know if you watched them today, though. They were hooping, man. They were, they were hooping. And, and so, like I said before, I, it, the energy is going, is nice to have on that team. Fresh faces. Again, I'm just not, I'm not completely sold. I'm not saying that they won't make the finals. I'm just, I'm not completely sold that you can just add a whole bunch of pieces with only, I think, 20 games left, 20 to 30 some games left in the regular season and think that everything is going to come together and work out. But overall, I like, I like it. I like the move for the Cavs. Like I said, they, they got younger. Uh, they got a potential future with some of the young pieces that they decided to keep them. And they still kept their pick and they got rid of players that really weren't adding anything. They were all negatives. Jay Crowder was shooting terrible from the field. He wasn't the defender that people try to make him out to be because it was laughable that he was going to be the quote unquote Kevin Durant stopper or the person who's going to help LeBron on KD. <laughs> and then, right. and then, you know, D Rose wasn't doing anything at all. Isaiah Thomas was struggling significantly in the beginning. And even though D Wade is LeBron's homeboy, a player like Jordan Clarkson can come off the bench and be just as productive while being younger and having fresher legs and give you a little bit more effort on the defensive end. And so, yeah, I like it. I like it for them. If I had to rate it, I would say I would say an eight. And the only reason why I wouldn't go to a ten is ten is because the the salary cap situation. That's all. Right. And yeah, that's I guess that's just how they manage things in the future. Jerry Smith, big contract. Tristan Thompson, big contract. And we'll see if George Hill ends up becoming one of those pieces that you can't move. Uh, but I think that teams like uh, Utah are relieved that they got to get rid of those contracts. Same goes with the Lakers. So they really just have to just deal with it, the Lakers, and for one season and shed all those contracts. And for the next two years, they'll have enough space for... Uh, so let's transition into that, Lo. Uh, no, I wait, saw wait, some wait, 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 No, no, no. Oh, come I, on, Lo. No, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you, what would you rate it? Uh, like, like, a, like, a, like a 9. It's because it literally couldn't have gone better for the Cavs unless people just started to volunteer picks for no reason, right? True. Like, they... They didn't give up anything massive without getting back something in return, except for Dwayne Wade, which you can argue was a smart move or not. They literally just traded for a heavily guarded second round pick. So basically nothing, which honestly, I know it was just like a good sentiment to send him back to Miami. But damn, almost disrespectful. Like (laughs) he's not really worried. You could have sent him a couple toothpicks and a bottle of water and they would have been like, I will take Dwayne Wade, which was kind of crazy. And. On a side note, they said the merchandise sales went up eight thousand percent. Eight thousand percent. Shout out yeah. to D Wade for being for being the franchise because that's yeah, ba- you the franchise. If you leave and come back and you're still like just as popular, like that, you the franchise at that point. Yeah, he went to Chicago, miserable Cavs, miserable, and he back in Miami now. And I think I potentially could retire. I guess that's a conversation that he's probably having right now, whether it's yeah, worth should, playing. Actually, we should talk about that next. Well, come on, bro. You're uh, in the situation. I don't, I, don't think, wanna... I don't think there's that many other trades to talk about, man. So, when you talk about this uh, weight, you going to talk about weight? 
There's plenty of traits to talk about. But yeah, we Oh, Moody A. Moody A. We'll talk about Moody A. We'll talk about a couple of other things. Why you keep flipping back and forth, Lowe? People want to know your reaction, man. You're the Laker fan. Oh, my goodness. We can all get right. to Dwayne Wade and Moody A and all the other smaller trans. We can do that, Lowe. So, you, you kind of sort of touched on it with the my Twitter. You know what I'm saying? If y'all don't follow me on, on Twitter... Now's not the time, though. No, no, I'm just saying, saying, at Legend of Winning, and for those out there who don't know, I'm a Lakers fan, like a a heavy, heavy Lakers fan. And a Hawks fan. Uh, I guess I'm a Hawks fan, but I'm not a heavy Hawks fan. So my my thoughts, as a Lakers fan, I felt like that was a terrible trade for us. The reason why I think it's a terrible trade is because even though it gave us room to sign the second big free agent that a lot of people are expecting us to sign for, that it doesn't really make any sense to do that because what big one, what big free agents are there out there for us to sign this all season? And two, is the opportunity or the probability is a better word, is the probability of us signing two large contracts this offseason high enough for us to give up on a player like Jordan Clarkson. Because in my opinion, it's not. Mm, stop. Y'all, y'all gave up on him when you uh, drafted D'Angelo Russell, then you gave up on him again when you drafted Lonzo Ball. Jordan Clarkson was a bench player. It's not like he was starting. He's a, he was no, a bench but player. There was, there was a point before all that happened where he was playing considerable minutes, and every time they kept drafting somebody near his position, I was like, yo, I see a lot of potential they in this guy. And they just wouldn't... two guards. That's it. That's all we drafted is two. Lonzo I, I and get D'Angelo. That. But those, and we got but those are D'Angelo. guys you expected to be franchise players that you're putting at the same position as a guy who I felt like had a big ceiling. So I was like, yo, move the guy if you're not going to end up. He doesn't have a big ceiling. He's inc- I think he does. I, he's, he's a solid bench player, and he can give you some quality starting mm, minutes. Sure, sure. But, but, I mean, it's not like it's not like he ever – all I'm saying is this. Even even if we even if we gonna go back and forth in this, he was only getting paid like I said eleven to twelve million dollars in today's NBA to have someone that can give you fourteen to fifteen points, especially if he's coming off of the bench. That's a really valuable contract. And in my opinion, I think it's that was really just I think it's the agent messing up. I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, that was the same offseason Mozgov got that massive contract and left and right teams. Were oh, but he's only, for but, Alan he's only but he was only he's only. It, you're, the amount of money that you can get the term depends on how long you've been in the NBA. And so because he was only in the NBA for three years, there's certain limitations that a, per, a player can receive. So, for example, when Wiggins signed his max contract... No, I, I get the seniority, but is there a massive difference between the three and the regular four years that uh, a rookie is kept for? I mean, oh, no, usually no, just, there's, there's there's a huge difference. No, it's because a, it's usually just three years in a qualifying offer, right? No, because it's, or a player it's option. once you once it's it's actually seven years after your seventh year if you sign a contract, then you you um is introduced into another. I refuse to believe season. eleven million is the max you can get at three years. It's I not. It's not. It's hope. not. It's not the max. But he's not a max player though. No, I when when the free agency happened, I thought that he was one of the biggest bargains at the time, and maybe he should have went for like fifteen million. Maybe I mean I wouldn't I, even I still even even if they gave him fifteen, I really wouldn't care that much. But the fact that they signed them for twelve to eleven, eleven to twelve million, to yeah, like you said, that that's one of the bigger bargains. And so the fact that you you were you were able to move a bargain contract for someone who's twenty five years old, a player who's consistently producing for you, and was willing to sacrifice his his minutes, his his numbers to come off the bench for you, for the opportunity to sign 
a major free agent in the offseason, to me, that's silly. That doesn't make any sense. So that's one. Two, the two players that we're assuming that they're attempting to get is Paul George and LeBron. I'm at a point now, and I know I said this last year, I was sounding different last year, but I'm just looking at what happened in Cleveland over the last basically four months now. I don't want LeBron on, on the Lakers. LeBron can keep that mess over in the Cavs. I do not want LeBron to play on the nah, Lakers. Nah, but it's like that with any massive superstar. People didn't want to play with Kobe, too. But I, I much, I much rather just deal with Kobe mess because he's been with us for the long haul. We're talking about someone coming over with his mess, signing a big contract at the age of 33 going on 34. It's ah, not like, on, no, I don't, come no, on. I don't want LeBron. You can keep, you can keep that over there. And plus it comes with the headaches. LeBron is such a, a dominating player that it could eventually progress. I mean, digress the progression of a player such as Lonzo and Brandon Ingram. And low-key, even even Paul George, who I think is a really solid... He's a great player in today's league. I don't I don't think that it's even worth going after players such as him. If we were to go after someone, I would much rather go after players such as Kawhi Leonard and Klay Thompson. And if uh, DeMarcus was healthy, even DeMarcus Cousins before, I would go after them because all of them are younger. And in my opinion, they're all better players than Paul George. So... To me, if the if the if the goal if the goal is to go get Paul George and LeBron, which is still a stretch because the Lakers have been doing the same tactic for the last three years now, and they haven't landed anyone. No, but it's different now. But keep going. How is it different? Because now they have young pieces that you assume is going to develop, and if 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 what happens is like what a lot of people are expecting, Lonzo to turn into a star player. And then you have players that came out of nowhere, like Josh Hart and Kuzma, balling out of their minds. It, it's it's so, and it's L.A. So it's L.A. So explain, explain to me outside of it being L.A. Because to me that that is now because there's that's there's not a promising quality. pieces around them. So young players like Paul George, who but, also why, by but the why, way, but why would LeBron want to go to promising pieces? I don't know. He can be on LeBron. Team, I'm gonna say he LeBron can be on the team with what people who ready to win right right now. I get that. So I don't know about LeBron, but I know what Paul George since he's from LA and all those. Things oh, but I just don't want PG on the team because I don't think he's good enough to even nah. put us in that conversation. See, because I see, I saw Paul George play against the Warriors, bro, and every time is just a reminder of how phenomenal he is as a player. What he was able to do defensively to interrupt the Warriors and all that screen setting they do a lot of the time, moving screens, and it seems like every time OKC plays the Warriors, they step up, and a huge part of that is Westbrook. That Kobe mentality going in, destroying them. But if you focus on defense and just see how Paul George is holding on to people or tipping the ball left or getting the steal, it, it makes it so miserable for the players on Golden State to just play their game. And I think that was also uh, Deon, uh, Draymond got uh, sus- what was it? Uh, he got expelled that game. I'm trying to look for the right word. He didn't get expelled. Expelled. He got, he got ejected as if he <laughs> was in high school. Expelled. <laughs> Look, I, I, I agree. I agree. I'm not, I'm not even trying to act like PG is not a good player because I think this year definitely provided No, but why, I don't get why you wouldn't want him in L.A. Who's going to fill in the well, possible but, but also, But also, let's, let's get this straight. They didn't have to move Jordan Clarkson to make enough room to go get um, PG because they would have already had that money. The move right. Jordan Clarkson was to go after a player such as PG and LeBron. And my my, my point is... I don't want. I don't. I don't think we need both and, of and them. And possibly Demarcus, by the way. But all right. Yeah, but the, the, to me, the Demarcus thing kind of has been sidetracked because of his injuries. Right. So I, I again, I get that, but I just don't. 
I'm I'm just. But here's the thing. Here's the beauty of it, Lo. Here's the beauty of it. They can wait till 2019. Where there's gonna be more people, in but free if you're agency. waiting until 2019, you you're still gonna have this space anyway for 2019. Keep in mind, you don't have to sign a player. You can trade players and use that space as well. So it, it just why wouldn't you want the extra flexibility? You sacrifice some some young pieces, and in return, you allow yourselves all the opportunities in the world. You could pick up a phone call with a general manager. And talk business because you can't be restricted here, left, right because of the cap. So I just think it's, it's all around great for the Lakers. And it, it puts them in the best position to take the franchise in whichever direction they're trying to go. And, and, let's and also, honestly, and let's also get it, I think it's, it's, it's picture perfect. I use the same word no, for the Timberwolves. No, no, no. Let me, perfect let me also explain picture. why it was. I think it was a bad trade. Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance, in my opinion, are worth more than a second round pick. Just one second round pick. Obviously, because yeah. let's keep it a buck. Bro, Isaiah Thomas and Channing Friday, trash, man. I do not No, Channing Friday is good. I don't Channing, know about Channing, Channing Fry is a, a good he's a from my understanding, from the articles that I've read, he's a great locker room guy. Great veteran to have in your <laughs> corner. And he's gonna go out there, he's gonna knock down some threes when he's given the minutes. Terrible defender, not athletic, not gonna grab rebounds. Obviously he's older. I mean obviously, but it's not like we're even expecting much out of Channing Fry. He's just it, a pure it's sharp. Cool. It's He's cool. A pure sharp. That's what I'm saying. It's cool to have a veteran on the team. I don't. I don't mind that at all. You right. could have signed him in the offseason, though. But I don't mind that. But if out of Channing Fry and Isaiah Thomas in the second round pick, I'm gonna keep it a buck. At this stage in both of their careers, that second round pick might actually be more valuable than both of them. Because I can't believe you said that Isaiah Thomas is not staying. He is trash. I said this uh, last year. I said this last year. People thought I was crazy. I'm just, I'm a hater. Oh, I'm a Laker fan. He on my team now. He's still trash. I said that because I was able to look at what he was doing, how the Celtics were running their offense, and everyone thought I was crazy. Now, all of a sudden, it's cool to call Isaiah Thomas trash. Y'all kill me with that. Isaiah Thomas, he's not that great of a player. He's an energy energy guy that comes off the bench for you that can give you some points. They were able to utilize him in a system in Boston last year where his numbers were highly inflated. However, if you watched him play last year, there were so many massive flaws that it was ridiculous. I'm happy for Isaiah Thomas that he's in the NBA, though. Five eight five nine, however man, tall he is. Don't hedge Bro, like that. I do Come not, on. I don't want that man on my team. He's a terrible defender. He's... It took him too long, and I knew it wasn't going to work with him and LeBron because I know how LeBron plays. Not, here's the thing, though. When you have a player like Isaiah Thomas or even Stephen Curry, you got to match him up with another wing player who can actually defend that no, position. No, stop putting Isaiah Thomas in the conversation with Curry and, and Kyrie. I understand Curry and Kyrie are not the greatest defenders. Isaiah Thomas just doesn't play defense. He can't. There's a difference. There's a and difference there was, between there Curry a, being a bad defender and Isaiah Thomas not playing defense. Right. I was. I was. Uh, someone showed a clip on Twitter. Of Isaiah Thomas just blatantly missing an assignment on a pick and roll. Yeah. And it switched to Luke Walton and he was doing the meanest face palm. <laughs> Who was was that? I, think, I think that was I think that was um fourth quarter. Was it? Uh it, it was either him or worldwide it was some guy who posts all the vines and yeah. I can link you him, but uh it was one of those. I saw, two. I saw I it. I saw it though. Y'all was like, bro, y'all he just doesn't he doesn't play he he can't play defense. So first of all, shout out to my man Victor Ladipo. 
with a 30.9 assist your and man. rebounding your six man. steals. Sure. Shout out to my man Vic. But He's not your man. Yeah, that's my man right there, yo. Vic, man, yo, he been killing it. You see, I call him Vic now. I don't even call him Victor. I call him Vic. That's, what, <laughs> that's my guy now. But no, I just, I, I know for a fact, like people just think that I'm a Laker fan. I didn't like him last year, but he on my team right now, and I do not like him. He's just not, he's not that great of a player. I'm not gonna get caught up in in some five nine player posting up ridiculous scoring stats and not recognize the rest of the game and how he's going to end up hurting the team at this point in his career. He he's hurting more than he's helping. Now he's still going to be able to produce, and I really want to know what team is willing to give him the most amount of money because that would definitely be interesting. But I feel like now I think a lot of people kind of recognize what's going on, and bro, he's not even if he was putting up the same numbers he was putting up last year, bro. There's no one signing him to some next contract. The Celtics, I think they kind of fucked up Isaiah, man. Because keep this up, Brad Stevens is a genius, and. It made it look like Isaiah Thomas was a superstar in the league when he was with the Celtics, running that Brad Stevens offense. Since he's went to the Cavs and now the Lakers, I went from believing there's no way he doesn't get max to I wonder if somebody will give him 18 million. Now, there was or, or never even, there was never a moment in my mind where I thought he was a max contract player. Not whether you thought he was a max. Whether a team would give I don't, him, max. I never Just, thought there would be a player, a, a player, a team that would give him. I max. don't know. I, I all I know is some 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 of these point guards out here. There was wasn't a lot of moves made. Some of the moves we expected, like Kemba Walker, was didn't budge, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you never know, low man. Some teams are in need of a PG man. Who, who, do, you think, who do you who do you, who do you think is the desperate team that would pay him a lot? What's up, it's Justin from the Driving Dish NBA Podcast. When I was in 8th grade, I switched from wearing glasses to contacts because I liked playing the game of basketball, and ever since then, I've had to deal with getting contacts, which takes way too long. You have to sit in the waiting room for a really long time. It always kind of smells weird in there. That all changed when I found SimpleContacts.com. You show them a picture of your prescription. You pick the brand of contacts that you use. You put in your address, and they're on their way. And so much cheaper than going to a doctor every single time you you need contacts. Took me about 15 minutes right before I left for work, and we're going to save you $30 off your first order with them at simplecontacts.com slash almighty, or use the enter code almighty at checkout. That's $30 off your contacts at simplecontacts.com slash almighty, or enter the code almighty at checkout. Just remember, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. They only do a test that makes sure your contacts are going to give you 20-20 vision. They don't write completely new RXs or examine eye health. Uh, there's a possibility the Knicks do it. I'm not going to... Hey, hey. I thought the exact same thing. I was <laughs> like, yo, they, they so damn desperate for a quality point guard. They haven't had a quality point guard since like Jeremy Lin or, or Stefan Marbury. They actually might overpay for him. But yeah, that is literally yeah. the only team. That is right. literally well, the only team. Well, no. I mean, Darren Collison went down, and I don't know what that means for the Pacers, but they you might be looking for... You think the Pacers for... are going to put him in the same backcourt of Vic? Yeah, listen, all Bro, I don't, know is... Don't be stunting Vic Shine. I just told you that's my man. Don't... <laughs> Don't do that, Dallas. I mean, they got Yogi in Dallas, but uh, the team itself isn't doing too hot. They can use some scoring. Uh, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas has drafted Dennis Smith Jr. He playing fine, and he was he was balling today too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, I know a lot of teams like to run that two guard situation. I just know that team needs offense, and Isaiah Thomas is offense. So whether you think Dennis Smith can turn into 
what offensively Isaiah Thomas no, already is? No, they're not going to. Which, not by the way, that. I know you like to. We, we're talking about this, man. But for a guy of his height, he does a phenomenal job. Of, oh, he does great. That's great. So, I mean, I, I defensively, I feel like a team, lot of the stuff though. we're criticizing him about is is like. Is not even really his fault. I never said that it's, was his fault. I never no, said I'm it. I'm not saying you said it. I'm, I just feel bad for but him because not only is his money situation messed up now. Yeah, it is. He went from looking like a superstar in the eyes of the fans. Of, of casual like, fans. Of casual fans. Don't say Of me. casual fans. Don't, don't to now he's looking like a... Is he going to start over Lonzo? You know how crazy that switch is in a matter of, what, months. six months? Yeah, months. So I feel bad for him. And then we, we, everyone goes hard on his defense. But it's really just because he's a, he's not a tall player, man. He's in the NBA. So defensively, there's only so much he could do. The same reason everybody looks at Giannis and goes, oh, what a great defender. is because physically, Giannis was just gifted in that. His wingspan is Look, demonstrative. I, I agree ha- with you. I agree with you. But it's still facts. It's facts. I know. So it's not we like have to feel face bad. facts. I'm not, right. I'm not trying to. I ain't feeling bad for no millionaire in the NBA. That's first of all. Second of all. Again, bro, kudos to him. He worked his behind off and he's in the league. That's great. <laughs> I, I, ain't, I ain't never hating on a man. But I'm just speaking from what I you see. Are, what's, no, I'm you? speaking on what I see and what's facts. And I told y'all last year that he wasn't that good. That they should have traded him. And they end up doing it. And so I'm now I'm not crazy. But I can't be the hater when they actually do what I said they should do. He just, he's just not that good of a player. He's, I'm not saying he's, I am saying he trash because he's on my team now. You were saying that plenty of times. He's, yes. He's definitely, I just don't, I just don't want him on my team because it doesn't make any sense for him to be on our roster. And also, let's also just talk about this playing style. For Isaiah Thomas to function, he needs to have the ball in his hands at all time. And even if he, even if he moves off ball a little bit, he's still going to be at somewhat of a disadvantage moving off ball. But the way that they run the offense with the Lakers, especially with Lonzo running point, it's a lot of ball movement. It's a lot of other players handling the ball because for the last few games now, they've actually ran Brandon Ingram at the point guard position. That is a team that is not trying to run a traditional offense. So you have to be cognizant. If that's how I use the word, I don't know how to use that word. You have to be very, <laughs> you have to be very aware of what they're doing and what they're doing is not some style of basketball where one individual player handles the ball for an extended period of time. It's being shared by multiple players. And if Isaiah Thomas, which he cannot, in my opinion, he can't. He's going to be there for a few months, look. Come on, man. Right. He need to get waived. I'm. That's how serious I am. They just need to buy him out. Because in my opinion... I don't want to, I don't want to mess up his money either. I don't want the Lakers to mess up his money. I want to just waive him and let him sign to another team or just let him get 100% healthy so he can come back right. and improve that, you know, it's like he's legit. But I don't, I don't want the Lakers to be part of that process because we don't need to be part of that process. We need to move on a different direction. And it's not like he getting paid that much money. Just buy him out. I lo- I'm dead serious. Just buy him out. Buy him out. Well, no, because then a superstar team like the, oh, I was going to say the Cavs, which by the way would be insane. I was about to say, he's definitely not going back to the Cavs. (laughs) But the Warriors, you know, the Spurs, those teams are going to be looking for a person to pick up. By the way, Jonte Murray has been performing phenomenally for the Spurs recently. Spurs wouldn't Uh, be that bad for him. Yeah, so, and plus, 
if if Brad Stevens can make it look like uh, Isaiah Thomas is a superstar, Popovich can. Greg Greg Pop can do yeah, the same. Yeah, Pop could. Yeah. Um, you know what I found interesting? This uh, trade deadline was. It feels like Philly is like a. What should I say? Destination. Philly might be a destination, low, which sounds crazy to say, but JJ Redick had options of many teams, and I know they paid big to get him there, but he went to Philly last year. And uh, I think it was Bellinelli just got bought out and a bunch of players being bought out. And he's he's going to the 76 I think it's Bellinelli, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I just thought to myself, is are the 76ers becoming a, a trade destination? All the pieces they have, uh, they got point guards who could potentially be superstars that haven't even touched the floor. On top of Ben Simmons, who, by the way, got... Uh, Kemba made the all-star team over him, so again got snubbed. Which is but which is a which we gotta talk about that as well. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But I just I just found that really interesting, man. I, I'm excited. I'm not even a 76ers fan, and honestly, I should hate them because they're in the same division as the Raptors, but I love watching Joel and B play so much. It seems dope to me that a bunch of players, especially veteran players, are deciding to go there, and I think it's gonna help the overall locker room and just when you got veterans there, they'll let you know, like, we did this before, boom, bop, bop. All that wisdom is going to be there. Remember uh, before Kevin Garnett retired, he just had, like, a year where he did nothing on the Timberwolves roster. <laughs> and he just sat there. He probably just spitting wisdom the whole time. And there was rumors that Vince Carter might go back to Toronto and Abaya. It's just it's good to have wisdom in the locker room, man. That's what I know. So they got a shooter in there in Bellinelli. I hope the 76ers make some noise. I even hope they make it out the first round. And uh, that's going to be a fun team to watch in the playoffs. Well, Hoping well, there's no injuries. Two, two things. One, like you stated earlier with the um, with the Lakers, how they have the young pieces. The difference is with the 76ers is that their pieces have already developed to a certain extent. They didn't, it didn't take them that long to them for them to get to yeah. where they need to be. So that's the reason why they should be a destination. Because for the same reasons why you believe that a team such as the... Um, like the Lakers should receive some type of recognition for what they've been able to do. Teams, some some veterans or some people who want to be surrounded by some by, by with some uh, youthful youthful players. Damn, I can't talk. People who want to be surrounded by some youthful players will definitely look at what's going on over there and, and try to figure out, you know, how's everything moving and shaking with some of them younger players because they look like they can be dominant. Also, you talk about knowledge and and, and leadership. For those out there who don't know, Richard Jefferson is still in the NBA. Shout out to my man Richard Jefferson because he signed with the um with the Denver Nuggets. He hasn't played a game in 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 months now, but he's still with the Denver Nuggets because, like you said, he's passing on that wisdom. Mike Miller did the exact same thing with the Nuggets the season before that, and they they've been able to consistently keep some veterans in that locker room. And I agree with you; certain players like that are needed. And if they're able to contribute, that's even better. But they always got to keep a couple of veterans in the locker room. Shout out to my man Kendrick Perkins. He he got he got, he got his check with the um, Cavaliers. Channing Frye, I think he's going to stay with the Lakers. Like I said before, he's a great locker room guy. He's a veteran, so I, I agree that it's always just great they have some veterans in the locker room, kind of keep the youngins out of trouble and put them on the right path. And you make sure they they doing what they need to be doing, but that's that secure the bag check right there. That is that's the one Steve Nash got when he played for the Lakers, yo. And let's and, <laughs> let, and let's also be clear as well. You said VC, shout out to VC. He went to the Kings and and Zebo. Both of them were already on teams. Well, they, well, they were the Memphis Grizzlies 
where they were possibly in a better situation now. Now, not so much, but in the offseason, it looked like that was going to be a better team. But they went where the bag was at because they understood where eight to get that million money. for VC, bro. You know he's he's forty one, getting paid eight million a year. Exactly, man. you gotta keep that bag. <laughs> VC at forty one, barely playing basketball, is getting paid more than he was during his prime years in Toronto. Let that settle that's in. Crazy. That's crazy. That let, let 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 that settle in. That's that's crazy. I mean, it's, so it's kind of like money. I mean, a little out of context because the whole CBA and oh, it is. Uh, oh, I ain't, I ain't gonna. It's out of context, but you keep getting that check though. You yeah, know, you don't keep definitely. getting that check. Oh yeah, uh, it's crazy because he got paid like three, four million with Memphis, and for whatever reason, the King is like, "So you want eight? And he like, "Yeah, sure, man. I'll play ten minutes a game and get eight, eight million. <laughs> exactly. You gonna turn down eight million? No, you ain't, you're not about to turn down eight million. So you go get your, you go get that check, VC. And again, yeah. like you said, that that veteran leadership, man, it's it's always nice to have in the locker room, bro. Always nice. So, low man, uh, we thought Campbell was gonna be a player that this traded. Um, if I'm not mistaken, his contract year is next year. So, uh, if they plan on trading him next year, his value is plummeting, right? So they had their last good chance to trade him this year. They could try in the draft, and they could try again at trade deadline next year. But it seems like his value is not gonna be the same. Uh, as if they traded him this year. So basically, I'm trying to say is, should he have been moved? And I'm sure they got some calls about him, and maybe they didn't think they were getting back enough. And for a fact, I know the Knicks were on that call. I'm curious what they were willing to offer because the Knicks and and the the I was gonna say the Bobcats. I'll forever remember those guys, the Bobcats. The Knicks and the Hornets did a trade together. So is Kemba is that is that a long term piece for Charlotte man what's happening well well let's get something completely clear here if if they mess around and they don't get where they need to begin they're going to be known as the Bobcats forever because if Kemba leaves they're done cuz that that team is is looking suspect even with Kemba playing okay now and Dwight Howard is probably having statistically his best season he's had in quite some time so i don't know why he wasn't moved um MJ the greatest basketball player of all time is a terrible executive and he didn't make a move. <laughs> and I, I understand what he was coming from when he was saying that wow. he wasn't trying to, he was expecting more for a player of the caliber of Kimball Walker. I get that part. However, at some point you, you have to, you know, call it a day and just move on from a player that you need to get something in return for. So I, I mean, if you're, you're going to be basically put in the same situation that, so many other teams have been put in in the last two to three years. However, Kimball Walker still isn't on the same level of a DeMarcus Cousins or a PG. We're talking about Kimball Walker, who is barely an all-star. And I like Kimball Walker. I'm not even trying to bash him, but I mean, he's just facts. Kimball Walker, who's barely an all-star in a weak Eastern Conference, who moving forward more than likely will never be an all-star as other uh, point guards start to move up in the ranks, such as Ben Simmons. So I don't know why they didn't move him. And I just, I don't know why, why you hold on to a player such as Kimball Walker. I understand financially invested so much into that team, but you got to get something for your money's worth, man. That, that's, that made no sense to me. Yeah. That's, that's one of those teams where it just feels like they're running in the same spot. They can't make any sense of progress. I mean, they had Al Jefferson for a bit. It's like, oh, wait. Oh my God. They, they might be something. Nope. They weren't shit with him and they moved him. And they just tried a couple pieces, but they weren't even able to really build around him. And I feel like Kemba might be one of those players where he leaves the team he's on, 
and he immediately becomes better, a better player in a better system. Oh yeah, I, I definitely I think he would be much more efficient if he was on a team with other playmakers or, or sharpshooters around him. I don't. Yeah, I, I think his stat line doesn't justify how good of a player he is because he could definitely move on somewhere else and be better. I right. I hundred well, percent agree with that. There were a lot of uh, smaller trades that were made, low, and uh, one of them was Emmanuel Moutier. He's who trash, trash. Well, uh, I don't like using that. I, I think hey, I was. I'm, like I'm using him. it. He's trash. Because no, because one thing to call someone trash, low, you got to make sure you know you know he's trash before you run around calling somebody. You're trash. right. You're right. You're right. It could just be the the um magic. You're right. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, we seen what happened with Oladipo, right? But right? I, but I, but I knew Victor Oladipo was nice when he was on Orlando. You I, didn't know that, and I knew, t- and I knew Tobias was nice when he was on Orlando as well. You can go back to my videos, and I said both of them were one of the more underrated players in the NBA. Shout out to my man Vic. You know, that's my guy. You know, what I'm saying I call him Vic now, and you know, I'm a little biased for Tobias, so I already got that down pat. Bro. That was so corny. Oh my that, god, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, basically. Man. They gave away, uh, they gave away Emmanuel Moutier and they got back Devin Harris, a veteran in return. Now, I, I don't know how to feel about this low. Like, is Emmanuel Moutier was one of those players, kind of like Alfred Payton, where he came in the league without a shot and we just thought like, nah, he's going to eventually develop a shot. Uh, by the way, did we say he was in Orlando? Cause he's definitely with the Nuggets. Um, right? Am I tripping ball? Cause Alfred Payton was with Orlando. Moutier, he was with Jamal Murray and, uh, Gary Harris. Yeah, you all over the place. Moutier was in Denver and Peyton was in Orlando. Yeah, because you mentioned Orlando and I was like, oh yeah, Orlando's ass, all the depot, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> we're talking about Peyton uh, and Moutier. I'm talking about Moutier right now. Okay, I'm about to say you said Peyton. Yeah, bro. you said Peyton. But bro. they're both they're both really similar, and I feel like Alfred Peyton. Uh, he was also in trade talks. Did he get traded? I don't remember. You're all over the place right now, agent. Like you're just. I, I'm trying to make a similarity between the who two was who was right traded to Phoenix. Do you know who got, who got traded to Phoenix? It definitely wasn't Moutier. Moutier did not go to no Phoenix. So where did Moutier go? Yeah, I gotta Google this shit. See, this is what happens. When wow, you agent, and you're telling me that people don't hit me in my DMs, telling me that you don't know nothing about basketball. So, Lo, what's your Peyton, progress on no, that? No, Peyton was traded to the Suns. Oh, so he was traded. Yeah, Peyton, Peyton was traded. Now, I didn't hear it from Woj, man. I didn't know what to say. Peyton think. already played a game. He he put up 19, 6, and 9. 9, nine, is, nine assists. He, he shot um, really great from the field. Shout out to him. Uh, basically, the sentiment was two point guards with a lot of promise. Well, by the way, Alfred Peyton, even his rookie year, was like he had really good stats. It seemed like defensively he was a stud. Offensively, he didn't really have a rhythm, but... Uh, low. That point guard position is so damn loaded in the NBA right now. It seems like there's only about a handful of teams Peyton that don't have. Bro, Peyton would have never been a good point guard. I don't know why. What does that have to do with it? Why are you saying no? Because I had him. I remember I had him on my fantasy team. That's just you. Year. That's just you. No, but because I kept. That means I kept tabs on him statistically the entire year, and he was performing. I mean, he was fairly inconsistent, and he definitely turned the ball over a lot. But he was straight, man. And I hop in, watch him play, and <laughs> it was clear he couldn't really shoot the three ball. But I was like, yo, he's going to develop it like other other superstars and stars in the league have developed shots in the past, right? So I wasn't really tripping too much. And he still, and he still hasn't developed the three ball. Shout out to, hey, um, the- shout out to Peyton Moutier and Michael Carter-Williams 
for being point guards that people, for whatever reason, still hold on to, and uh-huh. I don't know why. Just because Peyton puts up really good rebounding numbers for a position for his position, and he gets a lot of assists. You know who he reminds me of? If you about to say something reckless, I dare you to say some dumb shit. Go and say it. You know, you know, you don't even need me to say. Right. It. You know if exactly you say, who I'm talking if you about. You say who I think you about to say. Go and say it. You know who I'm talking say about. Say it, agent. Say it. Just say it. Just say it, agent. Say it. Cause I, you about to say something real stupid, so go ahead and say it. You know who he reminds me of? Say him? it, say it. I don't want to say it, yo. That's crazy, What he's about yo, to say, he, he's trying to say that. He's trying to say Alfred Payton reminds him of Jason Kidd. <laughs> don't ever listen to this man again hey, in life. No, but gay. Let me gay. Low, you got to put it in perspective, my guy. Hey, the, the guy came in the league, just like Jason Kidd. They can't really shoot the ball. Uh, and you, they came in with a lot of promise, you know, boop, 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 boop. And it just seems like I think Alfred Payton on a different team, man, it's going to be a whole new start. They both rebound the ball really well. They do a good job of, um, like, they're really triple-double machines, these guys, man. Give them enough minutes, usage rating high enough, and they can get it. By the way, Lo, you just brought up MCW. I haven't heard or seen of him in a while. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Maybe the occasional game. I'm looking at his stats, Lo. His rookie year, 16.7 points per game. It dropped to 14, then 11, then 6. This year, he's, he has 4.1 points per game. Uh, and he played 43 games, so he hadn't even played through a handful of them, getting 16 minutes, man. This is depressing. Low, 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 low. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. No, no, no. no, no, no please, no. please, wait for this last part. Go. Please. He's shooting 31% this year. I know. And 26% from three. Jeez. Michael Carter Williams literally peaked in his rookie debut. <laughs> his that rookie debut game, his first game in his career, he peaked and never was able to go back because that was a game that he played against the um the Miami Heat when they got together for the first time, and everybody was like, "Oh my goodness, look at look at the look at the stats he's putting up." Yeah. And he yeah. was, he's not that good. He's just not. I remember because I also had him on my fantasy team in his rookie year. And it was the greatest signing I could have made because aside from the turnovers, he was racking it up. And I remember also in his rookie year, this is so off topic, but he, I, I knew he didn't deserve a rookie of the year, but like there was really nobody else at the time. And so he might be one of the worst rookies of the year of all time, Lo. Uh, Mike Miller is worse than him. I disagree wholeheartedly. I dis- Mike, Mike Miller's rookie year is definitely worse. No, I'm not saying. I'm saying a rookie of the year winner who overall is just a horrible player. Horrible. He's shooting 31% low. How is he still getting 16 minutes per game? I, 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 but he's not even playing anymore. He's playing for Charlotte, and I think they stopped playing him. I know, because he has 43 games played. Yeah, yeah, they, they stopped, they stopped <laughs> Which means either him. injury or he just stopped playing the game, man. Oh, no, yeah, they, they, they stopped playing him. So, yeah, he's not, he not, he not, he not getting no more PT, but if you're if you talking about career-wise, yeah, he probably is the worst rookie of the year because he, worst, I don't even think he's going to, I think, like, this might be his last season in the NBA. Yeah, he might have to go to the Lithuanian League and cross over LaMelo one time. You see what I'm saying? I don't think he can do that, to be honest with you. Let me chill. <laughs> Let me chill. He just, he's just, he, he's playing in an era where three point shooting is so pivotal. And because of his inability. Nah, stop, stop. Not, That's not the excuse. Come on, man. We just I mean, I'm not getting He's not, he just, he's not a, I, I agree. He's just not a great of a passer either. But I feel like if he was, 
if he was able to shoot the ball, I think teams would be more more willing to give him an opportunity. Fair enough. The f- funny part is, is he's been shooting horrible his whole career. I just think that this is the first time a lot of people in the pod have even heard his name in a while. Let alone, especially if you don't watch no Charlotte games. So, <laughs> a really sad checkup on a player who had a lot of promise in the NBA. I guess that's how it works, man. Some but players he, blow up. Did he and have a lot of promise, fade. or was we just like he, he had that rookie? That rookie class was really suspect in the beginning. Yo, look, you know who he reminded me of? Okay, I'm done. We need to move on to the next. <laughs> we need to move on to the next next player who got traded because you're bugging. Um, All right, low handle it, man. Was there any big, any other big? I don't feel like there was. I feel like that was. There really wasn't that many. Uh, other there was big a big ones. one. There's a big one. Who was Bruno who was Caboclo it? was traded from the oh, Raptors. Oh my! Listen, man, you remember gosh. a draft night, low? Bruno Caboclo is two years away from being two years away. That's this you remember. You remember him. two years ago when he was on his nuts and you kept like, ah, oh, we got Bruno. Remember when we you know when we, crazy, when we swifted? We swifted Bruno. We stole Bruno <laughs> for it and all these other teams. Oh my god! Was, what's your what's your um, GM? No wait, what's your GM again? I forgot his name. No, no, no. Because let me finish. My no, no, no. What's the what's the GM name? No, because see, no, no, my DMs no, and say no, you don't no, know nothing no, about no, basketball. No, 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 see this one, like, people hit me to, my DMs. You're about to make me go look it up. What is your what's your GM name, bro? Let me finish my point because no, you obviously no, don't know no, nothing about, about executives finish. in the NBA. Oh, Messiah, you're like, oh, Messiah. You're Googling it. Messiah, yeah, Google it. Messiah's a hey, god. Hey, am I allowed to oh. Google the podcast, too? Hey, let me Google. I'll tell you where Moody came from. Now, Come you're on, like, yo. Messiah, Messiah's a god. Ah. He traded he's, Bragnani. He, ch- he changed. He gets so many steals in a draft. Ah, he's the best GM. OG Ananobi. Hey, let me finish this point. Go OG ahead, Ananobi go. is exactly what Bruno Caboclo was supposed to be, except already here, ready, now, playing, minutes. Starting in the lineup, so uh, that's that's really all I wanted to say. Who did you trade him for? We traded him for some guy. I, I, he played minutes too because we're going oh, yeah, the out. King, the I Kings, think... the Kings, the Kings. Um, no, Malachi, I'm... Malachi. He is on the Kings. Well, trading to the. Yo, somebody messaged me on Twitter said, "Yo, in college he was hooping," and they're like, "Yo, Asian, you should be happy you got this guy on your team." But I just remember Bruno was like that guy that was like we knew was. He was like a project, right? You never knew when he was going to be ready, but we just expected when he was ready, he was going to come in and dominate. And I, I watched a, like a reality TV show the Raptors do called Open Gym. And uh, I see him on it sometimes working. And I'm just like, that's my guy, Bruno, killing it in the D-League. The Raptors won the last D-League championships. And Bruno, I was like, yo, my guy, Bruno, is ready. And uh, Lucas Naguera and Siakam, who both play minutes now, also play for that D-League team. So I thought, since those two came in the NBA and they're doing pretty decent, you know, Bruno, anyway, uh, here's not big, here's a, but... here's, a, here's a good challenge for all the boys and girls out there listening to the podcast. Come on. Come on, Lo. You know it's all guys. Go to... Go to uh, this man said you know it's all guys. <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out to some of the some of the females that be watching my video because I know at least one of them, at least one, right? At least one <laughs> out of t- out of twenty thousand views, you got one for all the for all the other people out there who are listening. Go on Bruno Caboclo's basketball reference page. Nah, don't Scroll do that. Scroll all the way down to the transactions and count for me how many times. He was assigned and recalled from the G League. <laughs> it is a it is a sea. It is a sea of assigned and recall decisions. It's ridiculous. This is hilarious. It actually goes for pages, low. 
This is pages. It is. It's, that's the that's the longest list I've seen in my life. <laughs> it's at least fifty times, man. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that's funny, man. <laughs> Well, man, who do you think is the biggest loser of this uh, trade deadline, man? It could be a team that didn't even make a move, right? I think it's the Clippers who had a chance to blow it all up. Instead, sign Lou Williams and are keeping DeAndre instead of trading him. Um, and so they're kind of like in a mixed bag now where they're not, they're not really ready to blow everything up. But it seems like they should be. And so I'm not really sure what the rebuild is looking like. But I would give them or the Charlotte Hornets the biggest L. Because both teams that probably should have made moves didn't make moves, and now their future is uncertain. And unlike the Lakers, who you argued had a bad trade, uh, now those two teams lose flexibility as the years go on. And it's one thing to be patient and wait for the right move, but I think in this situation, they kind of just made a mistake. We're going to pause right here because my, my shit is about to die. I'm going to go to my phone. Hello? No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not, so I'm not going to stop it. I'm just picking up on my Skype. All right. On my phone. All right. I, 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 I trust you, man. Hang it up, hang it up. So right I'm going to use this this moment here to to communicate to you guys that it's crazy. A lot of you guys hit me up my DMs and talking about Lo doesn't know nothing about basketball, man. I try and educate him here on the pod for you all, man. So uh, I like some thanks for that whenever Lo gets done with customizing the Reddit because he knows more Reddit than I do. I'm just kind of like, I've been on there a few times. Lo was on there heavy, right? So I'll try. I'll try for you guys, all right, just to educate Lo. To get him back on track. He's been moving around. Lo, the mic you're using, bro, you've been moving around this whole time. It's so hard to focus when I hear... I've been, I've been moving around because like, I've been trying to get my charger and stuff like that, but I'm I'm muting my uh, mic. Don't lie, Lo. No, no, Come no, on. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm mute. I just, I just been... told you my thing about to die, bro. I, I'm, I'm muting my mic on my, when I'm recording, so you ain't, we're not going to hear none of that. One, two... No, you don't, because I hear it. But anyway, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. I got you're Googling it. it. Look, you're the Googling losers. stats. It's okay, Lowe's. Chill out, chill out, chill out. <laughs> chill out. You're Googling stats. Chill out, chill out. Like you know, it's okay. The losers, the losers. I don't, mean? I don't understand how. I don't know what the Clippers are doing. Because what okay. they did. All right. Oh no, we're back on track now. All right, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, what, what they? Yeah, I'm because I'm definitely cutting all that extra stuff out. Oh, no, no, keep that in. Nah, I was talking to the people nah, while you were gone. Nah, 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 we cut that out. Look, because okay, you, 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 so you, you low-key try to come for me. You low-key try to come for me. Anyway. Pause. They can't, anyway, yeah, keep going. Pause, yeah, pause, 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 pause. Um, the Clippers, <laughs> I don't I don't understand what they're doing because, again, this doesn't make any sense. Are they being stubborn? Are they, one, being stubborn in the idea that they believe that they could sign someone? In the offseason, because that's the only thing I could believe, that they believe that they could sign some players that are so huge in free agency that it's going to convince DJ to stay. I just don't see why someone would sign with the Clippers instead of the Lakers, let alone the other 28 teams. Well, because like I stated before, they are in a situation where they have players where they could win right now. Whereas the no, Lakers, they're not. If you have DJ, Paul George and LeBron, why is that not better? They don't have space for two max players, do they? Or am I tripping? Because like, because sure now that because now that DJ will be off the books, Blake is not there anymore. I have to I have to but double that check. Means, I have to double check the thing. Would you have to sign DJ on bird rights then? Yeah, bird rights. Yeah, you just but, use bird rights. So that means DJ would have to be the last signing. And last time, yeah. they had to lock him in a closet 
<laughs> both, <laughs> to make sure he's signed DJ, with the Clippers. Both DJ and Austin Rivers, along with Milo and Wesley Johnson, will be off the books this upcoming season. And then you'll have it's, it's you'll still L. have well you'll still have Pat Bev on the books. You'll still have um, is Lou Doc Williams. Rivers on the books? Because that's the biggest question. Okay, that, let's let's hold another. We, I'm gonna get there real quick. You'll still have Lou Wills because they just signed him to an extension, and you'll have Tobias Harris. So Man, it, you, they they don't have they don't have you're right they don't have enough money to sign two big contracts, but they have enough to sign one at least one more big contract. And if you have a lineup. Like that, like if it's PG, if he really want to go there with Pat Bev at point, PG at two, Tobias at three, Gallinari at four, and then DJ at five. Yeah. That, but I'm the only reason why I'm saying it's hypothetical because it's definitely a hypothetical is because I'm just trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to rationalize the idea for them not moving DJ because if anyone was giving me something for DJ, you would kind of have to be forced to just take whatever nah. you can. There's no rational. You're trying to make sense of a situation that makes no sense, Low. The organization as a whole for the last bunch of years has just been making mistake after mistake. If we sat here and tried to rationalize all those mistakes, we'd be wasting our time. Also, no as, in- as a side note, you're right. If Doc Rivers is still on the books, then we that's kind of dead. It's the same reason. Uh, like, like There's plenty of players that are going to be expiring on teams where you're not going to have a real shot at a championship. If the Clippers proved anything, is that they don't know how to build around anybody. So if you're a superstar, you've just seen that Chris Paul was there with Blake Griffin and DeAndre, and they just couldn't put a fucking po- a small forward on the team, though? Why would you want to go there and trust that organization is going to be able to build around you so you could win a championship? The only person I want to do that is a person who doesn't care about a championship and would just want money. And in that instance, immediately I thought to myself, the Clippers would offer Isaiah Max. But I thought, nope, they just signed Lou Will. But still, the Clippers have been doing a horrible job of managing that organization. At least the roster. Well, you, so you gotta, I wouldn't you be surprised. Remember, but they, got, they have Jerry West there now. And that okay. is, that is, that's, that's supposed to be the pull. Is that Jerry West All right. is now well, on the team. They, they have plenty of problems. I think it starts with the ownership. And they, they would have that whole debacle well, with say, the Magic Johnson. New ownership, though. New ownership. Yeah. So the, he sold the team. Boom. We moved on from that. But the next step is managerial. And it seems like since Doc Rivers is no longer making those executive decisions, that that's solved. But then the next level is the coach. And I still don't think that situation's solved. I think me and you both agree that Doc is... I don't even know if he's still overrated, but he's definitely... Not he's in the bottom tier in terms of the NBA when it comes to coaches. So, is that that guy you want in your locker room? And who knows? He might be able to turn around. But it just seems, from historically speaking, that I would, if I was a superstar, unless I just care about money, I'm not trusting the Clippers to handle me and win a championship. I don't know who would do that. But anyway, um, I don't, there's not too many superstars to go around anyway, and there's better alternatives for them to go to than. The Clippers. If, if I'm if I want to play in L.A. and I had a choice between the Clippers or the Lakers, Lakers, I would actually choose the Clippers. Why? Because Lakers have. Me- Why would you do that? Because, Please because, explain. Because if you're again, if you're going to win a championship, that team is more championship bound within the next. Oh my god! Three to four. Oh come on, man! You're just saying stuff to be different right now. I'm not. I'm not you trying to actually be, think not, that. If you have a team. With Patrick Beverly at point, Paul George at two, Tobias at three, Gallinari at four, DJ at five, and coming off the bench, you have Lou Wills. 
Right now, that, that team is better. And as a side note. Oh, my and, God. And, Lord, come on, Lord, man. And, and as a side note, Avery Bradley, people don't know where he's going to go, but he has bird rights. So, technically speaking, if they really wanted to, they could just bump Gallinari to the bench and still add PG, PG on that team. If this team if this team really, really wanted to spend the money, and let, I'm going to just talk about they really trying to spend that bread. This team could legit have a solid starting five. No, they can't. And an you just named rotation. a bunch of starters and role players, bro. Come on, man. Lou Williams I just, had I just, one I good said, season. I said what? What would you want to say? I know you speak. What were you about to say? What were you about to say about Lou Williams? Lou Williams. I remember because he played for the Raptors. No, we'll, say what you Matt was about to say. Either. So say it. What were you about to say? So don't. You're pretending like no, Lou Williams about say, to run a run a championship team. Look, I never said Lou Will, I never crazy. said Lou Will's running. I said he's coming off the bench. For who? I just told you the hypothetical is them getting PG on the team. Good listen, Gallinari gets injured every season, so I don't that's why I said bump him to the bench. Even off the bench, he still manages to find a way to get injured, even if it was restricted minutes. It just continuously happens. Boom. Uh, you have DeAndre Jordan, who you can argue is less or more effective since Chris Paul left, but you don't know if he's going to stay, and he has bird rights. You're you're putting a team well over the cap. They're going to be in luxury tax and, paying a and, lot of and, money. And, and Steve Ballmer, he got that bag. I, I he, they had, all he has money. that bag. All like right? the, the and, and don't, the don't organization. All, all of them don't have that Steve Ballmer bag. Let's not let's not mistake in that. No, you're missing the point, Low. These organizations go up millions of dollars in value every single year. So even if they're not selling tickets, like Atlanta, Atlanta barely sells tickets, man. <laughs> like if I know, but, it, team but Atlanta, is drunk- Atlanta has multiple people, like a lot of people who are owning that team. It's, it's yeah, that's what I get. That there's ownership groups sometimes. That, all I'm saying is what matters maybe more than the money you make in terms of the profits that's paid out in dividends to the owners is how much the team is worth if you plan on selling it in the future and the value goes up and up. The Knicks, of course, have the most value in the NBA. But I'm, all I'm saying, low is like they all have money. That doesn't mean they're willing to spend it. For a long time, the MLS scene, the Raptors just weren't willing to spend money, and oh, it was Steve handicapping Ballmer, the team. Steve Ballmer spending that money, and yeah, shout out to him. He's really involved. Yeah, Reminds say, me a lot of Mark Cuban. Yeah, he, he's yeah. spending. He, Steve Ballmer spending that money. All I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just running hypotheticals. I'm just. I saying, get that, if, but they sound crazy, man. You wouldn't want to go to the Clippers if, if the Clippers or the Lakers, where I would be on a team with Lonzo, who's who looks like he's another two to three years away. Brandon Ingram, who I really don't know what type of a player he is. Let's say hypothetically speaking, Brandon Ingram next year will be a consistent 20 point scorer. Okay. That's, that's great. He's going to give you a little bit more energy on a defensive end and he's also going to be able to handle the ball a little bit, but he's not a three point shooter. He doesn't space mm. out the floor. I don't think they're as far away and as then, you, you, and you then, think they I'm, are. I'm not saying they're that far as way, far, that far off either. And then the rest of the line and then the rest of the team legitimately is basically Kuzma and Josh Hart. That is, that is the Lakers. And I'm not, not, on, I'm, I'm not. I forgot about Julius Randle, who's playing pretty decent right now. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Come on, you you can't any, just do that, bro. Like, anyway, you're forgetting. Anyway, you're forgetting important pieces to the team. Anyway, all I'm saying is, anyway, all I'm saying is you're getting Max to play basketball in L.A. and not on a bum team, on a promising team. I just don't know why when the Lakers proved, especially after Doctor Buss passed away, we thought, damn, that organization might be done. Doctor Buss is gone. As they found a way to turn it around over the course of the years and put together a pretty like, decent. Doctor Bus, Doctor Bus died a while ago. It took it took them a yeah, while to get I to remember. this point right now. I get that, but of course, it's good. some teams never make it. Low, that's crazy. <laughs> like, <how many> teams- <laughs> 
So some teams will ne- just won't ever make it to the point the Lakers have. They just keep restarting. Orlando's been restarting for a long time, though. Ever since they lost Dwight. Yo, the Orlando Magic is like that lawnmower you got in your garage that's sitting for a long time, and you keep trying to crank it up, and it'll never run again. That's what the Orlando Magic. But they keep or, trying. Or like they keep priming it, <laughs> keep pulling the thing, bro. They, they don't the Orlando run. Magic is like a PC. You get a new graphics card and a processor, and you're thinking it's gonna be able to to, to run this game on max settings, and and win the championship and and run, for example, like GTA Five full resolution, 4K. And then you just find out, no, not even close. So you buy another graphics card, another, and you just keep buying more in the draft. You keep buying more people, in the, and you just never get to the point yeah. because you're not, you're not developing it, none of your players. A, the, the chemistry is horrible. Here's a better a example. Shame. Here's a better example. It's like when you're buying pieces for a new PC, and like every single time you think something about to work, it just crashes on you every time. <laughs> That's what it's like. Your PC keeps Low, honestly, crashing. That's they, exactly what it's this is something up with the magic. There needs to be a documentary about how that they just can't build the team if their lives. It's just there's something wrong, man. I don't know what it is with the team, bro. They just every time we see the, them in the draft, like they drive Hazonia, and you're like, yo, he's gonna be great. Tobias Harris, Alfred Payton. How many more people do they have to run through? Anyway, all to say, like, there's teams like the uh, the Bobcats. I'm gonna call them that for the rest of the podcast, y'all. Get used to it because it's just it's just it's been in my memory ingrained. As that team is the Bobcats. So, teams like the Bobcats. Uh, it seems like the Knicks for a while, even with Porzingis. I'm about to There's say, the teams. Knicks still right now. Ain't no for a while. Yeah. Still right now. Yeah. So, uh, Lo, you're at a really good spot. If I, I I understand what you're saying. I get that part. And it's definitely me being a greedy uh, Laker fan. I get that part. I'm not even trying to deny it. Right? All I'm saying is, if you're in your late 20s, do you really have another two to three years to just give to a random team just so in hopes of the players that are on the team to really develop? And that's the reason why it's so interesting with the Sixers because the Sixers are in a very similar situation with the Lakers. However, their players within their first two years have already developed. No, 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 because they're, they're all injured their first. Like, Joel Embiid, this is his third year, bro. I know he hasn't played a lot, but... I know, but, I mean, I'm, well, but I'm still saying, even three years into Julius Randle's career, he's not nowhere near Embiid. Second year into right, to Brandon Ingram's career, he's not But I don't nowhere. know, did anyone expect him to be as good as Embiid? No, but even 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 second year into Brandon Ingram's career, he's not where a lot of people thought he was, he was supposed to be. And even, well, I think and even he's getting Lonzo, there, but I agree. He's, he's getting, I, I agree, but what I'm saying it's still going to be a process. And so if you're in your late twenties, do you really have the, do you, do you really have the opportunity to just go out there and allocate some of your prime years to a team that yeah, is full of potential? Yeah. I don't think, I don't you think know you better do. than anyone, I don't think, low. You, do. I don't think when, you do. When the Lakers had Shaq and Kobe, when Kobe was a youngin, they still had dominant people in their prime, even though they had younger people like Kobe. Who wasn't in their prime yet. And so but I when, think it's just about Shaq, finding a balance. But when Shaq went to that team, though, with the young Kobe, and I agree, that's somewhat of an okay example. But when he went to that team, they still had the Glenn Rices and the Nick Van Exels. They still had other pieces there that were a competent roster. So by the time Kobe was a, was growing into his own and coming around, it gave a justification for Shaq to be on that team. But if Shaq... Shaq wouldn't have just left a, a team with Penny Hardaway, who was already showing a lot of promise, 
two years into his career to a random Lakers team that was trying to explain to them, yo, this 18-year-old, one day he's going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I think the only reason people even have this hope and the Lakers even made that move to begin with is because Paul George has been surprisingly open about, like, I don't know what I'm going to do in the offseason. Like, a lot of people go, I'm not leaving this team. I love it so much. But Paul George is like, who knows? All I know is I enjoy playing with the Thunder. Who knows if I'll go to the Lakers? And he just kind of leaves it up with the open, which, by the way, makes things super interesting because when they played against the Lakers, the Lakers showered him with love. And it seems like, and I was reading tweets about it and some articles, every time Paul George goes to the free throw line in a home game for OKC now, they all praise him with love. Whether they yell As MVP they or As we love. Should. As they should. And it's in an attempt to keep him there. Which I think is is the cutest thing ever. It's so cute. Uh. And also, and also, as a side note, when Shaq, I'm looking at now, when Shaq went to the Lakers, he was only 24 years old. So if you if you're 29, 28, 29, because how old is PG? Because I, I know PG isn't that young. If you're, I want to guess 28, but I feel like you're googling it already. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just double check. If if you're PG, I just don't know at that stage in your career. 27. And let's, and let's also be clear with PG as well. PG's at a very pivotal point in his career where, I mean, he didn't, I mean, he made the all-star game this year, but because of obviously injuries. So, I mean, we're, we're flirting with the idea that PG ain't going to be no more than in a five no, or no, six no, time. No, 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 no. Did you see him play the last couple of weeks? He dropped 30 plus. Oh, he I'm not, three I'm in the not, third I'm quarter not today. saying he's not an all-star caliber player. I'm no, just saying, I know what you're saying. I know that. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying he's really about to prove himself. If he didn't do it this year, yo, I don't, he'd be I going don't, on a so tear who, So who, who are we taking off in the front court to put in PG? Somebody got to go. You tell Some, me. You tell me. I'd rather have Paul. I'd rather have Paul George in there than Draymond. Oh, well, that shit ain't never gonna happen. <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you that just, right now. I'm just telling you, Paul George is a phenomenal defender, just like Draymond is. Except I think Paul George is more versatile offensively. I'm. I'm. I'm not, I'm, not disagreeing. The balls. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But I'm just. I just know how they choose all star. All star um players now, and and I don't think PG would ever get there. Um, but all I'm saying is we're still flirting with the idea that. He's barely an all-star in the, nah. in the in the Western Conference, so he would have to be on a team where he would be definitively the best player for him to get the type of recognition. Unfortunately, I don't like it, but it, I mean it's just the truth. And so Paul George is at a point in his career, twenty-seven, looking at twenty-eight, where I mean we talking about he only has three All NBA selections, three All Defensive teams. That's great. That's cool. But Paul George got to really. <laughs> Paul George got to look at his career and be like, man, I'm trying to make the Hall of Fame at least because they don't like I'm going to win a championship, so I need to make the Hall of Fame. And so he got to really start getting it together. You know what I'm saying? I feel you, man. Um, anyway, I think it's going to be a good question. Hopefully, uh, he, he makes it into, like, he goes on, like, ESPN and decides on national television like LeBron <laughs> for no reason. Hey, give the money to charity, man. Make it a good thing. You know, all the advertising money that was spent. Uh, Paul George is a phenomenal player. He's going to find a home. I just think that his comments is what fueled the move for the Lakers. Magic said uh, that he he wouldn't have made the move if he wasn't confident that he could get players in free agency. Now, I know that's what he's supposed to say, but I also think that that's what he really thought is the best way for the Lakers to build. Is the, Eventually, Lonzo's going to develop. Uh, Ingram, I think, is going to develop. You could make a case. Randall might just be like a cool starter in the NBA. Uh, we don't know how well Hart is going to do, but... Even if those guys develop on that team, they're going to need a guy. And they have the cap space to get that guy in the next couple years. 
And I don't think it's going to be a hard pitch to convince some of these superstars to come to L.A. and hoop. All they got to do is look up at the rafters. They might get a call from Kobe. You know, Kobe probably has some low-key equity in the Lakers at this point. Been there his whole career. And there might have been some deal on the DL. You never know. This guy. Uh, He might get a call from Kobe in the upcoming free agency, man. Just to sway him a little bit. And I'm pretty sure Paul George and Kobe are really close. uh, If I'm not mistaken. I've seen some articles about Kobe calling him. uh, About how Kobe just cold calls people and asks questions sometimes. But anyway. Uh... That's where we're at, Lo. Is that it? Think, Is that all the significant moves that happened? If, I think uh, that's it. But I think one, one question that I don't think we answered on LeBron staying or leaving. What do you think this leaving. does? He's so you, you're you're sticking on. He's leaving. Well, let me break it. I, I don't want to use historical evidence in this specific circumstance. There's definitely LeBron, ain't, nothing, ain't nothing about this historical at this point. Okay, LeBron went back to a team in his hometown, mm-hmm. and he won a championship for them, which I think he did his job. He completed it. it. It's not a stretch to think that. I don't think LeBron is thinking of this like, I can't leave or else I'll be betraying my city. Because I think he gave them what they wanted as their first NBA championship. And Wade is back to his county now in Miami doing his thing. And I don't think that this team can even build around LeBron anymore. Because they're so restricted with all the massive contracts they have. And so if you're LeBron and want the best chance to win, you gave the Cavs your shot. I think he's going to move. And I don't think it's going to be the whole banana boat thing with Carmelo and Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul found a dope home in Houston. And I, I don't see him leaving. Because it's such a perfect fit with James Harden and Chris Paul there. But I do think LeBron leaves. I don't know where. Um, but I just don't see him staying with the Cavs. Unless, low they win a championship. Which would change things. But if they don't win a championship, especially if they don't make it to the finals, then LeBron is gone. That's my that's that's what I think. Uh, and that's gonna be my state. We're gonna have to look back at this podcast in the finals long and be like or in the free agency and we'll see if I'm right or not. It might be another one of those I told you so moments. I have to clip it and play it back in the pod. Um for me, I'm I'm leaning towards more of him leaving the team. Um You have to choose one, by the way. You have to choose one. Yeah, I, w- I would say he's going to leave the team. Uh, okay. The reason why I say that is because, kind of s- similar to what you said, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to compete that well in the, in the finals. And I think LeBron is at a stage of his career where that's really all he wants to do. And if he could go to a team like Houston, that would put him in a better situation. I think that would. I think that's where he would go, especially if he can get a couple more veterans to take some minimums to join him in Houston with him, Chris Paul, and Harden. Um. The one thing that's interesting about that team after they made the moves, even though yes, they did get younger, they get they get they did get more um, effort on the defensive end. The thing that really scares me is that I just don't see anyone else being able to create for themselves, and I, it's definitely going to be moments because I've seen it even when LeBron was younger, where the team just becomes so dependent on LeBron that the other the opposing team starts to realize ways that they can manipulate the offense to a point where LeBron isn't as effective. And if that ever happens, especially right. when you're going up against a team like Milwaukee that has a player such as Giannis guarding LeBron, there there's a few teams that could manipulate LeBron and kind of push them more further than what they should be. And I think because of that, along with the fact that they they really didn't go out there and get any veterans to put around LeBron, I don't I don't see LeBron staying on that team after this. Well, year. they had a bunch of veterans. I think they did the reverse. <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm I meant to say quality veterans. 
Because you're okay. right. Like Derrick Rose, he's he's a veteran, but he's not a quality veteran. At this stage of D Wade's career, he's he's not as quality as you need. We're talking about like a, a PG type okay. of player. All right. And and just to build off that for a sec. Yo, is someone picking up Rose low? Because the, the Jazz That's a, okay, that's man. a great question. I put on Twitter, Derrick Rose just I'm I'm literally just asking, should he just retire? And I'm not even trying to say that to be mean because not too long ago. He was thinking about it. Like he was thinking about, man, I just, I think this is probably going to be it for me. And here we are another season where things didn't go the way that a lot of people planned it out to go for Derrick Rose and all the fans sat home and they were chopping up the Derrick Rose mix and they were putting it out like, oh my God, Derrick Rose is back. <laughs> people making videos about how Derrick Rose is going to finally win a championship so he can go to the Hall of Fame and it didn't work out again for him. So the longer that Derrick Rose stay in the league, the worst his numbers are going to be his, his career total numbers. I, I just feel like if you're contemplating it that much, and last all season it took a Cavaliers team to just sign you for a veterans minimum. Even even the Cavs gave him a veterans minimum. What is the purpose of Derrick Rose <laughs> staying in the NBA at this point? You know what's interesting is uh, by the I way, Cavaliers. I, I was I was searching up. He still has his Adidas contract, low, and apparently he's making a boatload of money. Which, by the way, would because I was about to say like he might be on a secure the bag type contract really soon, low. I, I just want to see him just make a couple million on the team, just secure a couple bags left and right before he leaves the NBA. Hey, here's what I know, low. A lot of people care about legacy, right? Yeah. When Steve Nash was about to retire, he made the decision. Now nah, let's go to the Lakers. Let's secure the bag, and he he moved. At the end of the day, people going to remember you for your greatest moments, right? People remember T-Mac, and of course, they talk about the injuries, but they talk about how you score so much points in just this matter of time. When you think about players like Yao Ming. So you see what I'm saying? They remember the best moments. And so I think that at the end of the day, at least to the casual fan, that his legacy is still going to be intact, that he could retire, or he could just secure the bag and not worry about that. And honestly, I think he should at this point just retire. He's getting that Adidas check. And I don't think he's going to have any sort of financial problems. We all know Derrick Rose was great. And if the Cavaliers gave him a veteran's minimum, I just don't see why any team would take him. Unless they felt like he could add talent and they were going for a championship and they wanted someone who was cheap. No young team is going to put him on because they want to develop their guys. And there's no real point in him being on one of those average middle-of-the-road Charlotte teams because it's, what's the point? Where, where, how is that going to change the team? It's not going to make them championship contenders. And they're not going to start losing a bunch. And So you see what I'm saying? There's no real home for him. And we'll see if a team gives him an offer. Do you remember when Iverson left the NBA, played in the Turkish League for a bit? And then he played, I think, in the Dallas Mavs D-League team for a bit. Uh, and there were some, some whispers that he might make a return to the NBA. And he never did. And I think this might be a similar situation for Derrick Rose. Who knows what the future holds? He's not that old. I think he could still make a return if he wants to. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I think just, it's time for him to. I just, to I just quits. saw Derrick Rose, and I, I know, you know, I know y'all don't, y'all think I don't like Derrick Rose. Well, put on I just saw like Derrick Rose. That's cool. That happens all the time, uh, man. When low twenty-nine-year-old men have a midlife crisis, that's a really interesting strategy to record in one of these things. Uh, anyway, yo, that Derrick Rose deal. They said it was twelve million per season. 12 million per season. The total deal was 185 million over 14 years. 
Lo, they paid him $185 million over 14 years to Derrick Rose. <laughs> Look, all, all I know is I, I saw Derrick Rose, a 29-year-old man, have a midlife crisis in the middle of the season. He just he just disappeared again. So I don't I don't know how I don't know if people really messing with that man. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know. Anyway, shout out to Adidas for trying. I know they got Wiggins signed, so hopefully it seemed like all oh, that that's, Adidas that's has not to even, find a way to get. That's not even, that's you just went you just went no, to I'm another. No, I'm saying they all they all get injured, man. All the Adidas player, athletes You went to another player that's not really bopping out here, man. You know, Wiggins nah, nah. No, you you didn't even let me I'm just saying I hope Wiggins doesn't get injured like a lot of the Adidas athletes. That's I don't know, no. I hope I hope not. Either. You know, Wiggins is playing a great third, fourth option on a on a team. <laughs> not fourth. What are you smoking, bro? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's nights. There's nights where Jeff Teague outperforms Wiggins. I don't think that's a stretch. No, there's not. There's no nights. What? Like there... You're telling me there's never been a night where Jeff Teague outplayed. That's Wiggins? like saying. That's like saying oh, a cat could be a, a first, a second, third, or fourth option. There's nights where Jeff Teague and Wiggins outperform cat. That's what you sound like I right think, now. I, I think if you look at both Wiggins and in um Wiggins and Teague's numbers, I don't think it's that far of a stretch to say that you could debate who's better. Don't don't look at number. And by the way, Teague has been playing great. So that's what I'm saying. Um, I, I mean, it's not like yeah. it's that much of a stretch to say that. Anyway, uh, Lo, we'll do uh, your highlight player of the podcast, man. Uh, I'm assuming you have him ready. Uh, who is it? Yeah, I actually do. I have. Um, it's kind of two. Shout out to my uh, my Portland Trail Blazers brothers out there. Y'all out here flaming it up. CJ and Damian Lillard, both of them. I think since the last time we recorded the podcast, they both had 50 point games in less than 30 minutes. Jeez. This they, those are the second and third. Don't well the, the second and third players to do in NBA history. The first one to ever do it was Clay Thompson when he caught on fire that that quick little second and he was just pouring it on. Uh, but yeah, Dame and CJ within the last week both put up fifty point games and they played less than thirty minutes. Damn! So all that time you're talking shit about those guys, man. All that it, time, I wasn't talk, talking shit. It's just like I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing you got two players that are very similar. So yeah, yeah, I'm just playing. You gotta do a little something. You gotta make some moves. Don't playing. be, don't be playing because you know they, they really gonna be in the comment in the comment section in the stars talking about. I'm, I'm gonna rate this a one star because that man Low was just a hater, bro. Chill out, bro. Don't. don't hey, by the way, shout out to everybody giving us that five star man. That that subscribe and following the podcast. Which by the way, Low, you should remind people to do to start the pod as well. Yeah, we should um, do that. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. So my my highlight player is none other than Paul George. He doesn't need a highlight. He's a highlight player himself. Oh my god! No, he had a forty three point game, man. He did. He, he had did. a forty three point game. He dropped thirty plus today. Uh, twenty nine, thirty eight, twenty six. Like he's just finding ways to be effective on a year where I think everybody assumed his stats would dip. They're not. They're just. They're even better, and he's more efficient. So. Uh, Shout out to the OKC team, man. Start the season, some rumbles. They're hitting some speed bumps, uh, but they paved the way, man. And I think they're on a way to losing in the playoffs, but at least making it interesting against the Rockets or the Golden State Warriors. I think. Well, they're they're um, only going to get fourth or fifth, so they're going to have to match up against the the Warriors in the second round. And I think that's probably the best way to go out because if you lose to the Rockets, then it's like, oh, if you can't beat the Rockets, you definitely can't beat the Warriors, and so that makes it. A harder, oh, a harder sell to Paul George to stay. But I agree with you, man. Yeah. Sh- shout out, shout out to PG. He has been, he been doing good. Like you said, I think a lot of people suspected his numbers to dip. But when you're really that great of a player, your numbers are not going to dip, bro. I've always been a PG fan. You knew that, right? 
Oh my god, <laughs> Lowe. Come on, man. <laughs> and, and I just want to give uh, one more shout out to the Utah Jazz, who surprisingly are on an eight game streak right now. They beat the Hornets, the Grizzlies, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns. Uh, and the Warriors, probably most impressively, on top of the Raptors, Pistons. So they're on a roll right now, just mowing through teams. Uh, and they're up against the Blazers right now, so we'll see how they do. But uh, they made some moves, and we'll see how those moves pay off here in the second half of the season. I'm, they're kind of confused ever since they lost Gordon Hayward and all the injuries, of course, with Rudy Gobert, it's, et It's a great but confusion, though, them. because they, they lost Gordon Hayward, so they tried to low-key tank, but then they picked up Donovan Mitchell. Couldn't. And it's like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. so that, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that, that's it good. Was like, it was like when the Raptors traded Rudy Gay, but got better, even though everyone thought they were Exactly, yeah. Like it's like, yeah. Uh, okay, I guess we can work with this. I guess we can work with this. Right. Shout out to um, Donovan Mitchell, anyway, too, man. He might be on Rookie of the Year. I think he will be, low. Yo, Ben Simmons, you need to get your shit together. I, I want Ben Simmons to make it interesting. That's a fact. That's a fact. But I think, I think right, that, is that it, it out, man? Low. Is that it, man? Yeah, that's it. That's it, bro. Close all, it out. All right, all right. Yo, shout out to all my people out there, my podcast people out there for showing us mad love as my mouse just dropped on the floor. Shout out to all y'all for showing us love. Hit us up with a five star. Follow us on Twitter and uh, continue to listen to all the podcasts. We'll see you all next episode. Dang, I completely forgot the episode of this podcast right here. Home way. Already. Hey, I think it's like double crossover. Has he something like that? Something like that. No, 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 no. See, that just means you made a bad name, Lo. It's okay. You oh, I'm a, it. hey, I'm gonna admit it. I made a terrible name because I tried to get something oh. with the um, what you call it. But here's the difference. I'm I'm willing to admit that I made a bad name. I didn't come. Up, I can't. I tried to come up with one on the fly. I last came week, up with a bad name. Last week, yours is trash. Yo, last, last week, yours is trash. But yo, you didn't let me finish. Yo, you cut me yo, off. Can you, yo, can you say goodbye to the people, yo? Hey, peace out, y'all. Thanks for coming through. Uh, should be another one in a couple days. Again, we're doing two, sometimes three, depending on the week, podcasts. Uh, and so we'll keep these updated for sure. Uh, y'all show me love regardless. So we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace. That's that's not a thing. You need to stop doing that. That is a thing. That's not a You're not doing that no more. Y'all talking about people who still, who still rocking with me? Hashtag peace on Twitter, yo. It's like one person is gonna send you that shit. Stop, stop. <laughs> Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Soon you'll have a separate fridge in the basement where extra groceries are exiled forever. Remember that frozen lasagna? Of course you don't. It's been down there since 2008. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Piece of cake. Behind the lasagna, it's very old. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.